What up, fandom? What's going on, people? How's it going? This is Jeff S., co-host of the MCU's Bleeding Edge YouTube channel and podcast. I am doing a spontaneous live stream um, that I did not schedule or anything or let anybody know about and whatnot, so... I'm just kind of off the cuffing it here and going to go live. But um, I am going to do a little bit of a MCU Phase 4 re-review and talk about some of the stuff that came out in Phase 4 in 2021 uh, um, from the MCU, from all the studios. And, um, you know, I'm going to uh, do a little bit of my take on on some of the uh, the films and the shows that we've gotten and whatnot and everything. And at the same time, I'm going to talk a little shit. and um, even see if I might get like a couple of my buddies to pop on here real quick and say hello at one point or another. So we'll see. But um, either way, shout out to Facebook Live, shout out to YouTube, shout out to Twitch, shout out to all of the um, the friends and family and supporters of the MCU's Bleeding Edge. And um, yeah, what's up? Let's get after it. Um, great way to start 2022 as far as I'm concerned is um don't fucking say hello to me bitch Why? yes that's right that's exactly what i wanted to say so i appreciate them taking care of that for me so basically i'm a really big fan of the marvel studio celebrates the movies deal and this is it. Great way to start 2022. I love being with people. It's the most incredible thing in the world. What are you doing? Oh, this is oh nice. that's a wonderful moment. That world may change and evolve. But the one thing that will never change, we're all part of one big family.
your left. That's right, bitch. Most definitely. The massive scope of the MCU oh. has allowed Marvel Studios to create a sprawling, interconnected... My bad. So, yeah, I love that. I really do. I love that Marvel Studio celebrates the movies. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's awesome that they that they worked Stanley into it the way that they did. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the... Um, I think the message that Stanley uh, espouses and, and always espoused um, in terms of um, his stance on what Marvel comic books meant to him, like what what they were trying to do with the comics, besides just provide entertainment for people and for kids in general and whatnot, was to um, like you know basically was to you know incorporate the premise that you just heard him deliver right there in the beginning of that uh, video or trailer or, 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 you know, commercial or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it, it, it's an ethos um, that is very powerful and very morally based and like very, um, very uh, impactful, I think. Um, and I feel like you really see it with like younger kids these days, you know, like teenage kids or whatever that I encounter on TikTok or Rizzle or YouTube or whatever. Um, and, you know, say things in the comment section after videos like that and talk about Stan Lee and, and they connect with Stan Lee like kids do, you know, like they look up to him and like look up to his message and everything and what he means to them. Um, it's a really unfortunate, I mean, 
Um, I honestly believe that Stan Lee is like one of those rare people where like he'll almost just never die in a way because like, I mean, uh, his just, um, his, uh, his personality and his um, aura and his spirit was like so impactful and like so human and so um, organic and uh, you know it, it came off in like a way where where he connected with people across the spectrum of, of everything to where um, again I mean you know I don't want to I don't want to overdo it but I feel like um, I definitely feel like Kevin Feige to this day is still like he cares about like Stan Lee's message he does and what the comic books, you know, were supposed to be about. And I think that Kevin Feige is trying to carry on that message to this day. I think he really is. Um, so besides the uh, Marvel Studio celebrates the movies um, whole deal, I also wanted to um, throw something else up just to kind of change the game up a little bit, do something different. And um, maybe do some band made, my new favorite band in the entire world. They are good, man. I can't get enough of them. Why not? Best Buy, who are partners on my channel, as most of you know, sent me this. Work with me, folks. Just give me one second. I'm putting it together. I'm making it happen. Sometimes it takes a second. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it. 
the deal is with that i think that's that's like a that's like an addition to the song or it's like a second song or something like that and i don't want to get into it yes andrew you son of a bitch what's going on man that's right it's bandmade baby is that a problem Sorry, folks. I just got to talk smack to my buddy Andrew over here real quick. My good friend. Andrew, have you seen the Batman, the, the third Batman trailer? Come on, man. You want, you want to be, you really want to get bored, get bored, get bored out of your mind? I'll drop the freaking Batman trailer at you, man. Have you seen it yet? I bet you have. I'm sure you probably already have. It's pretty good. The third Batman trailer, I think. Yeah, it's pretty decent. No, I'm not going to play it, though. I'm not going to play it. I'm going to spare everybody, man. I'm, I am I will. I promise. You better be on. You better get on here with me sometime soon, brother. Um, I, I miss you. I miss your uh, your contributions to the show. But. um, mm. Yes, I will take it easy on everybody out there in the live streaming universe tonight and not talk about the Batman at all. Or bring up Robert Pattinson or anything like that. Um, instead, I will definitely, though, play this. Come on, y'all, man. Come on, man. Come on, Hey, I'm down with that guy right there, man. That was that's how it should be done, right there. I'm telling you right now. I mean, you know, 
He grabbed that bitch and fucking threw her outside the, the door. If you try to play around and whatnot and everything. Hey, you know what? Somebody's got to be like that, you know? I mean, who knows what that could exist to do? She's probably shoplifting or who knows what was going on. So, I mean, you know, that guy had to do what he got to do, you know? He didn't hurt her or anything. He just threw her out the damn door. So, I mean, you know, I'm down with that, man. I think that was pretty, he had, that guy handled that, that pretty well. Gonna work? Yeah. Okay. Okay, now that is fucking hilarious. That that those those people actually goddamn did that. That is just crazy, dude. I'm telling you right now. That is something else. <laughs> oh man. That is something else. I'll tell you right now. That was good. Uh-oh. There's Andrew. Yeah, Andrew, that was pretty funny, wasn't it? What'd you think about that? That was pretty good, right? Yeah, it was. I'm pretty impressed by that whole deal. So anyways, uh, so... As far as the MCU phase four review thing goes, um, I definitely, the other day I went on the um, Gunners uh, uh, MCU podcast. Um, I believe it's um, called, um, like BAM, an MCU podcast or something like that. Or um, yeah, something along those lines or something. I don't know, it's got a weird name. But I went on there and basically the whole concept of it was that we were supposed to uh, rank all of the 10 MCU properties that came out in 2021 in order, like all the films and the series and everything, like from 10 to one, like worst to best. So we got to like number five and we called it right there and we're going to wrap it up on Wednesday. Um, but it was tough to do. It really was. I mean, it was not easy. Um you know, I mean, I think I ended up going with something along the lines of like, I want to say that number 10 was Eternals, the film The Eternals, and then nine was the What If series. Then I think eight was, fuck. I think eight was um, Hawkeye. And then I believe that seven and six, I had a tie between uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And hmm, no, you know what? I'm getting screwed up now. I think um, I I want to say now that I think that my number eight was uh, Shang Chi, um, and then my seven and six was a tie between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye Disney Plus series as a tie. Like either one of them could have been six or seven; it wouldn't have mattered to me. Like, but that's where I placed them. And then I believe that um, I never got a chance to do my number five. So like that's where I got I I left off was right there. So uh, you know, 
I mean, look, everybody has a different opinion when it comes to this stuff, when it comes to the MCU and everything like that. And 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 I think and that's the cool part about being a part of the fandom is that we all uh we all have different opinions and we all genuinely like try to respect each other's opinions, you know? Um and uh at that point, you know, I know for a fact that probably the majority of other like MCU fan, you know, content creation type people, uh people like Andrew or, you know, or um or Dave um from you know from GNN or um you know or uh or Cam or whatever would probably have totally different views on like that whole top 10, you know, than like I did. Um, and that's the cool part. Like it's fun to have those conversations. But I mean, uh, overall, I feel like, uh, you know, The Eternals was not a good film to me. It was not well done. It just wasn't. I, I don't really understand. And, and I'll tell you this right now. I've already I've already run into a couple situations already with a couple different people where when they first saw the Eternals, they were like very much like trying to be positive about it and, and playing it off like like it was it was a really great movie or whatever. And people were misunderstanding it in some way. And they've now like over time, they've kind of looked at it differently to where they're like they're they're accepting it and like acknowledging the faults with the film and everything and the story and everything um you know that people like me were putting out there like right after i saw it you know um i just didn't think it was a very well done film i really don't i mean uh you know i feel like they wasted a lot of really great acting and like like actress and 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 and, and uh an actor you know like actors like talent was wasted uh because i mean look at angelina jolie like i mean she was probably the most paid uh actor or actress in the whole film um and her arc in the film as a character is 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 not well done at all it's sloppy it's all over the place. It doesn't even make sense at times. Like, I mean, you know, they they didn't do right by her at all. Um, you know, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like her arc. I didn't think it made sense. Um, and then some characters, like, were almost not even a part of the film almost. Like, they were so, like, in the background to where... All of a sudden, in like the last 10 or 15 or like 18 minutes of the movie, you started to notice them all of a sudden and they stood out and you're like, oh, I kind of like this character, you know, like, and it's the last 10 minutes of the movie, you know? So, I mean, I don't know, you know, uh, I don't feel like it's an excuse, like a valid excuse to say like, oh, well, there were so, there's so many characters there. There's so many Eternals that nobody could have made that work. I don't believe that. I think that if they would have went with a different director um, than Chloe Zhao, uh, with a different direction for the Eternals, for the film, um, a different structure, a different you know concept, I think it could have been better. I really do. Um, and she wrote the screenplay too and everything. And I mean, she wrote the story. So I mean, um, you know, I'm not saying it's a it's a it's a total colossal failure or like a total fuck up, but it certainly is not that good of a movie. Uh, at the end of the day, um, 
I mean, it might even be literally worse than Captain Marvel, if that's even possible. I mean, you know, it might be. Like that's how that's how bad it is, just to be realistic. Um Andrew. Really, I thought her character was great with the memory leak and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Andrew. I loved Angelina Jolie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I I I thought that they did her a disservice, basically, with that whole thing. Uh I mean, they, they almost made it off to sound like he was crazy or something or whatever, you know? Um, it just felt kind of contrived for me. But um, either way, there were there listen, just like just like with all Marvel productions, there were positives that came out of the movie. I'm not saying there weren't. Like there there was uh there were visual aspects to it that I thought were very impressive. There were some scenes that were like really well shot. Uh uh, and, and looked great cinematically. Um, the, uh, the 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 final battle, sort of, that they kind of had there at the end, where they were like on the ocean on the beach, was beautiful. Um, oh no! Oh my God! We got we actually. I think we actually have Mark Rudledge. Mark Rudledge, what up, Mark? Rudledge and Broadcasting Network, baby. W two M Network. What's going on, Mark? um mark is definitely one of the people out there who um who definitely thought that the eternals was like some masterpiece or some shit at the end of the day like uh what's going on mark how you doing man uh no mark's good people uh if if i if if if, if i respect anybody's opinion out there like it, it's definitely mark's but um uh no um hey you know i mean like i said I respect Mark's opinion. I mean, uh, when we did our review of the Eternals, uh, it was uh, it was it was two on two. It was me and Alexis that thought the movie sucked, and then it was um, Lord Deathman and Mark Rudledge that were like totally like down with the Eternals, like thought that that like they, they did a good job with it, and that it was well done. Um, hey, you know what? Like, I mean, my opinion could change. Maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it again and like maybe maybe six months from now or something I'll feel differently about it. I don't know, but um, as far as right now goes, uh, it was my number ten for the year. Like out of the ten, you know, properties or or productions that came out of the MCU Phase Four, that was the weakest one for, out of everything that came out for me. Um, and the What If Disney Plus series had some definite strong moments. It had some highlights for me, it did. Um, there were some great episodes. The Zombies episode was great. Um, the Doctor Strange episode was great. I think that was episode four, I think. That was really good. Uh, and the way that they wrapped up the series and finished it off with those those like really strong like final three, I think it was episodes, um, or either two or three, was was really good was a good way to send it off and finish it up um but i didn't care for party thor at all that didn't do anything for me um and overall i just really prefer the live action series i do uh, i have to be honest with you um 
I, don't get me wrong. I'm stoked. Um, I'm stoked to see, you know, like when they when they come back with um, the X Men animated series and everything and whatnot, and they, and they and they bring that back, Marvel. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be really cool. But I'm just not a big animated person. Like it's not my thing, really. I prefer the live action stuff. Um, and yes, folks, that is an MCU's bleeding edge poster behind me. Uh, not a finished product yet. We are we are almost getting to like the merch standpoint. Like we're getting there. Um, uh oh. Well, there's Mark's ranking. Yeah, Mark, I just did some rank. I ranked that stuff just the other day on a podcast. Um, I'm planning on putting together like a phase four recap, like re-review show where I want to try to put together a couple different people on it to talk about everything that went down with phase four. I feel like uh, it would be very interesting to go back and like have some conversations about WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier now that people have had some more time to kind of digest the series you know and, and kind of maybe see where people's minds and opinions are at now um if they're if they're the same if they if they're different if, if they're like totally different um but uh yeah i mean you know that's pretty that's pretty um that's pretty unique to put yourself out there like that mark i mean uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier as like your as your as your worst, and then the Eternals, and then Spider Man No Way Home, or is that like the best to worst? First half of WandaVision was fantastic. Fell off a cliff at the end and landed next to Black Widow. Okay, so that's like your worst. Like you're saying that like um. Okay, best to worst. Okay. Okay, okay, then I get it. All right, so Falcon and the Winter Soldier first, then the Eternals, then Spider-Man, No Way Home, then Shang-Chi, then Loki, then What If, wow, uh, then WandaVision and Black Widow dead last. Okay, all right, I get it. Yeah, I mean, um... I mean, I don't know if I, I just don't agree with Black Widow dead last, Mark. I got to be honest with you. I think Black Widow was better than that, you know? I mean, um, but again, at the, at the same time, I respect Mark's opinions. I do. Um, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. That is correct. That is correct. You never know. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. At the end of the day. But no, um, you know what? I guarantee you right now, Mark probably has a really good reason for every one of his selections as far as where he's where he ranks, uh, you know, phase four. Um, and, you know, hopefully him and I will have a discussion at some time soon, you know, about this whole topic or whatever. But, um, you know, basically, um, for me, I feel like, I just saw the other day that they're they nominated WandaVision for um 
what do you call it? Uh, for two um, more awards, not Emmys, but um, what are they called? Um, shit. Um, it's going to drive me crazy if I can't remember what the hell they're called. Oh, Golden Globes? No. I can't remember. It might have been Golden Globes. You know what? I'm, I can't remember. I really can't. And it's going to drive me nuts if I don't find out. So I got to look. I think it, it might have been Golden Globes. Or was it Emmy? No, the, the Emmys is already done. Well, whatever. I, I, I cannot. Yeah, they had twenty-eight Emmy nomination nominations. I, I know for a fact that Wandavision got nominated for something else recently, but I just can't remember what the hell it was. There we go. Golden Globes. Thank you, Mark. That's exactly what it was. It was the Golden Globe. Yes. So uh, I think I think that's very I think I think they're I think that, that that's very fair. I really do. I don't usually care for these award ceremonies and like and whatnot. Like I, I, I don't I don't pay attention to the Oscars anymore really at all or anything like that. But um I feel like um WandaVision was I'm not going to say a masterpiece, but I think I think it was very well done. I think it was a great series. I really enjoyed it. I think a lot of good things came out of it. Um, and I think that Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen should be rewarded for the work that they put in on that series because I think that they did a really great job. I think they really did. Um, even if some people don't understand WandaVision or like the point of it or, you know, it doesn't do anything for them. Um, I found it to be very interesting, very unique, um, a chance for Marvel Studios to take to go in that direction, and they took it. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole series. I thought it was great. Even if the finale wasn't perfect, like, it was still pretty good. Uh, it, it had positive parts to me. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um, as far as... Oh, you know, I wanted to mention actually um, the fact that I am no longer um, putting up my my uh, my GNN um, logo or whatever up top of my screen or whatever because Geek News Now Network actually decided to go ahead and kick me and Cyber and the Bleeding Edge to the curb the other day, um, which is okay. Things happen, you know. Like I'm not gonna like you know. I'm not going to try to get nasty or whatever, you know, or, or act retarded or act ridiculous or whatever about what, what went down with me and GNN. Um, but I will tell you this, um, you know, I, I don't think it was necessarily fair the way that they handled things with me and the bleeding edge. And I think that um, how Chris from MCU Mondays acted on my show a couple weeks back 
uh, like the, the tangent and like the hissy fit that he threw and everything and whatnot, like I think was a joke. Like he definitely insulted me and insulted the bleeding edge, insulted fiber. And, um, you know, um, basically, um, when I then like spoke to him on Facebook Messenger afterwards, um, like he continued to like run his mouth at me and he's very arrogant to begin with. Chris is few Mondays. He's one of those people that just radiates arrogancy to the point where it's almost like an aura of it. You know, like you can't help but like bump into it. He's very egotistical. Um, and uh like essentially, um I told him straight up, like on Facebook Messenger, that if he ever spoke to me in person in real life, face to face, the way he did to me during the show or on Facebook Messenger, I would straight jack him to the like to his face, like without hesitation. And I mean that shit. I'll tell you right now. And uh listen, um if if CNN doesn't understand that, if they can't grasp that that's how it is, like in real life, like I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend who I am, um, or like hide or whatever. Like, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, that's me. Like, that's who I am. Like, I I meant it. Like, I didn't say it for no reason. Like, I don't I don't waste my words. Um, if Chris ever did speak to me the way he did or whatever, or act the way he did or whatever, and insult me like that, like in real life or whatever, like he did on the show, I would just fucking jack him real quick. I think he needs to tell you the truth. I think certain people do need to just get popped here and there in the face. Kind of like, you know, uh, bring them back to reality or whatever. Because, I mean, this dude is, like, fucking delusional, man. He thinks that he's, like, uh, some kind of, like, fucking, like, five-star professional, like, content creator or some shit. And his show sucks, to be quite honest. And he actually had the audacity to, like, be sitting there running his mouth at me about how he was doing me a favor, guesting on my show. I can tell you right now... Uh, I can find freaking like little kids that can come on the bleeding edge and, and contribute more on the panel than he does. So I don't know what the hell he was talking about. Um, but either way, um, it is what it is. Uh, like, you know, I'm just on here fucking around doing a, like a live stream, just bullshitting. When the MCU's bleeding edge makes content and we do shows, we, we blow MCU Mondays out of the water. They're not even like at, at our level. So, you know, like that's a fact. And as far as like Geek News Now Network goes, hey, I mean, I made some really good friends and, and I built some really great relationships out of that whole experience. So I'm happy with it and everything and whatnot. It's unfortunate things went the way they did. I'm not happy about it. I don't feel good about it or whatever. I don't like the fact that like, you know, um, things went that way. Um, it, but, you know, what can you do? Things happen. Um, and there'll be other opportunities. And, um, you know, I mean, either way, at the end of the day, um, you know, like I said, I built some really great, you know, friendships there and like met some people that I'm really happy that I know now and like are in my life and I record with and stuff like that, like Andrew and Pat. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you just got to make the best out of the situation. Things are going to happen. Um, other networks want the bleeding edge. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna become, I'm gonna be like being named the vice president of the Minds of Creativity like network very shortly, and I'm gonna be responsible for putting together an entire entertainment wing of the network over the course of like the next six to twelve months. 
So, like, I've got plenty on my plate. Believe me, I'm good. Um, I'll be all right. Uh, I'll do okay at the end of the day. But um, it's unfortunate, you know what I mean? Because um, I could have done a lot of good stuff for, for GNN. So, I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they lost it, 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 as far as the whole, you know, split goes or whatever. They would have been better off keeping me around. Um, I figured everything was cool, to be honest with you. I mean, I thought they understood what kind of person I was, what kind of guy I was. I'm from New York, born and raised. Like, you know, uh, if Chris is going to run his mouth to me the way he did and insult me and everything, yeah, I'm going to just tell him what I think and, like, how I'm going to handle it. Like, that's who I am. Um, uh, you know, look like, um, uh, uh, as human beings, violence is innate. It's just a part of like, it's a part of, of what we do. It's part of, uh, of, um, our nature. Um, it's never going to go away. Um, yeah, I'm a victim of violence myself. And, um, I still do believe that there are situations where, Sometimes it's necessary to point out to somebody like, hey, you can't talk to me that way. You know, like if you did talk to me like that in real life without that screen to protect you, like I would just straight jack you because I would. You know what I mean? Like I mean it. And it is what it is. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to like lie and pretend and be like, oh, you know, uh, I didn't mean any of that. Like, you know, I just lost it or I got angry or whatever and, and misspoke or something like that. Fuck no. I'll play, I'll play the screenshot right now of what I said to Chris. I don't give a fuck. I don't care at all. I really don't. Um, people need to understand something like, uh, you know, I'm not down with like with the PC bullshit. I'm not down with the woke shit. I'm not with that with that, all that. You know what I mean? Like, just because I'm not trying to get into my politics and whatnot and everything and all that, when it comes to the fact that, you know, I, I cover Marvel and, and cover the MCU and like to talk about positive topics and like positive, you know, fun content doesn't mean that I'm going to like, um, you know, start kissing ass and like gaslighting people and pretending uh, like who I am. Um, I'm who I am. and like me or or dislike me or whatever uh i'm consistent and you know where you stand with me chris is just one of those people where look i'm very intuitive and even if he would have apologized to me about what happened during my show it wouldn't have been real or authentic of him to do it at all and he knows that i wouldn't have accepted it at all you know what i mean like it, it, i would have found that even more insulting to tell you the truth. Um, there's no reconciliation with somebody like Chris. He's too arrogant to even like for that concept to even be uh, like a tangible premise for him. Um, so whatever. Um, I just think at the end of the day that um, you shouldn't act the way he did during a recording. I would never do that to anybody as a guest. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, again, I had a good experience at CNN and, you know, I'm going to let bygones be bygones. I have no bad words for GNN or whatever. Like, you know, I mean, my, it's still a lot of good people over there, the people I consider my friends, and I wish them all the best. I really do. You know, like, um, if I didn't work with, like, what they do over there, 
That's unfortunate. Hopefully other networks will want me around, uh, you know, for, for what I, you know, what I do. Um, I guess we'll see. Uh, but either way, um, you know, I'll tell you, uh, back onto the actual MCU like Marvel aspect of the screen and phase four and everything and whatnot, that, um, I definitely, um, am very, very, very excited about what the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to end up leading to, not necessarily the series itself, but the fact that it's going to give us a Captain America 4. Um, I mean, basically, once they release an official date for that film coming out or whatever, or, or when, they, when they say they're going to start production on it or whatever, it's going to become like my number one or two most like looking forward to like films coming out, you know, they're going to be coming down the pipeline. I am like, I don't care if we, if we barely don't, if we don't even know anything about it yet. I am like jacked, like totally stoked about the whole idea of Captain America 4. And I think that, um, I think that anybody who doesn't grasp the potential that's there uh, with the direction that that could go, Anybody who downplays Anthony Mackie's acting abilities um, or ability to, uh, you know, carry a movie, um, anybody who thinks that um, because, like, uh, Sam in the MCU, like, doesn't have the super soldier serum, you know, uh, he can't, like, pack it as Cap, like as Steve Rogers Cap, at least like somewhat close to him. I just disagree. I really do. I feel like a lot of people have mentioned to me that they thought that like when it came to his hand-to-hand um, scenes and stuff like that and everything and stuff in the Winter Soldier that he wasn't very good. That he didn't he didn't look all that great. Like he didn't, he didn't look like he could handle himself. But I disagree with that. I, I thought he looked okay. He did. Um, with the wings, when you when you mix in the wings and you bring in the wings into play, and how he uses the wings during his, his hand-to-hand combat situation, I feel like he can get it done. You know, um, I think he showed that in the first episode of Falcon of the Winter Soldier when he fights in the helicopter and everything and whatnot. Like he looked really good. Um, and then in the finale, he kind of didn't look so hot with George St. Pierre when he fought him. Um, and then he just ended up taking off anyway. But I think that he's okay. I, th- I think uh, he looked, he looked all right to me hand to hand. And I thought he looked okay. Um, and I really, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in him. When, when Snap gave him the shield and endgame, I was totally down for it. I was like, hell yeah. You know? I didn't have a second doubt about it. Uh, and I still don't. I think Captain America 4 is going to be awesome. I think if they can get the Russo brothers to come back and direct it, that would be freaking great. That would be like the, the coolest shit ever. I would love to see what the Russo brothers could do with Anthony Mackie, Sam Wilson, Captain America, and Bucky, and Sharon Carter. You know, and throw Zemo in there too. 
you know, and then, um, and then U.S. agent, like, you know, give U.S. agent some kind of role in there too. Um, and, you know, and Yelena Belova maybe, and Vale, uh, you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, man. Just think of the cast that movie could end up having. I'm telling you right now, it could be great. Um, we'll have to see. I guess if I had to guess. Mark Rudledge opining. Falcon versus the Thunderbolts with U.S. Agent would be good. I don't know, Mark. I think that, like, U.S. Agent is perfect for the Thunderbolts. I I can't I can't imagine him doing anything else but the Thunderbolts. Um I don't like I don't like the whole the whole I, I don't why don't let me let me rephrase that. I, I it's not that I dislike it. I don't care for the Dark Avengers title. If that's how the direction that Marvel Studios goes in is is the Dark Avengers, I'm fine with it. It's okay. I get the premise of it, but I would rather see the Thunderbolts. That's what I would rather see. And I would like to see the Thunderbolts with Zemo leading the Thunderbolts. Or like Zemo and Thunderbolt Ross as Red Hulk, like sharing the leadership role or something like that. Um, but Zemo was so good as a top of the Winter Soldier that they have to find a spot for him in the MCU. They're doing something. Um, I mean, he was great. Like, I mean, he, you know, he almost carried a couple of like episodes of the Falcon of the Winter Soldier, like himself. Same thing with Sharon Carter. Um, I think it was episode three where Sharon Carter fights all those thugs right there, like at the shipping yard or whatever. Um, he fights all those thugs one after another after another, while like Sam and Bucky and Zemo are interrogating the Hydra scientists or whatever. And her scenes right there with, with, with all the all that hand-to-hand combat were just awesome. Like her with that pipe or whatever that she had in that baton. Uh just a ass, man. She carried like that episode at that point. And then Zemo stepped in and like wrapped it up. But um overall, uh I feel like I feel like basically Anybody right now who is downplaying Marvel Studios or feels like their best times are behind them or whatever is totally off. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to be a homer. I'm not trying to be biased or whatever, you know, uh, but I feel like, look, Marvel Studios is good at what they do, and they're going to give us a Thunderbolts team or a Dark Avengers team in the next, like, five years. They're going to give us um, another Avengers team, a new Avengers team. They're going to give us um, the X-Men within the next five years. They're going to give us the Fantastic Four in, like, the next two, two and a half years, Um, and they're going to give us um, probably the Midnight Suns. With Ghost Rider and Blade and Morbius, who will be in the MCU, I guarantee you that. Um, and um, you know, uh maybe maybe like 
regular Johnny Blaze, like human Johnny Blaze, like without Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze, and Werewolf by Night, and like um, Cannibal King, and Doctor Strange, and like Marvel's got a lot of shit coming, um, like big shit coming on. The Young Avengers, they're going to do the Young Avengers. I forgot about that. They're going to do the Young Avengers. That's going to be huge. They're going to make that massive. Uh, they're going to put a lot of money behind it. Um, and it's going to be focused toward teenage kids and, like, you know, the younger generation and everything like that. And that's fine. Uh, it's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, Mark, most definitely. Of course, they're going to throw in the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four is coming. Um, you know, like, uh, they're in pre-production. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I, Doctor Strange 2 makes a billion dollars. Yeah, I would agree with that, Mark. Um, total worldwide box office? Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll make a billion dollars. Um, just wait until they start dropping those trailers for Doctor Strange 2. I think those trailers are going to be out of this world. I really do. I, I think I think that, that that I think Marvel's got a lot, lot, lot they're gonna throw into that film. Um, if any of the rumors that have come out already are true, as far as like the uh, the the other characters that are gonna be in in the multiverse of madness, Doctor Strange two, um, it's gonna be awesome. Um, and I think that uh, Shuma Gora Gorath is gonna be really really dope as the villain. And Scarlet Witch is going to be like a a like anti-hero slash villain in the film. She's going to be like a villain for like half the film, and then like an anti-hero for the other half. I think is how it's going to play out. So, you think Jane Four drives away from Four Love and Thunder? No, I don't think so. Um, no, because um. Like Marvel Studios already said, and and Chris Hemsworth already said that that's going to be a one-off thing, basically. Like he's going to remain four after the movie. So at that point, it's just going to be a one-off thing with Jane Foster as the Mighty Four. So do I think it'll drive away people from Thor: Love and Thunder? No, because I think at the end of the day, um, most Marvel fans out there are smart enough to realize that. What they've got planned for for Thor: Love and Thunder is, is looks pretty damn good. They, so they'd be pretty stupid to not go see it in theaters. I mean, Taika Waititi has already shown what he can do with with uh, Thor, um, and and these some of these characters. And um, look, they're gonna have friggin' um. Wait till the trailers come out. Um, they're gonna have friggin' um, you know, uh, Thor the God Butcher in it. As the villain, and they're going to have Christian Bale playing it. And Christian Bale is like outstanding as an actor. So I can't even imagine what he's going to be able to do with War of the Gods. Um, it's going to be sick. It might, he might end up being like one of the top three villains of MCU history by the time this movie comes out. Um, yeah, Christian Bale is going to be sick. Um, this is this is restream customer service talking to me right now. I'm not very happy with them at the moment. I think I'm going to jump back to StreamYard probably because they offered me like uh, a free 
professional package um, come back. So, you know, uh, I might just have to pick them up on that, to be completely honest with you. Um, Restream, uh, I don't know. Restream's okay. It is. It's all right. But um, the customer support is a joke. It really is. It's terrible. It's pathetic. It really is. It's almost embarrassing, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to like sit here and, you know, and go off about Restream or whatever. I'm not going to try to dissuade anybody from using Restream or not using it. People need to do what they want to do. And, um, you know, it's, I'm just me. But my experiences with, with customer support on Restream have been pretty shitty. Uh, not very positive at all. But, um, anyways, look, y'all. Um, it is almost an hour that I've been going live. So, um, Mark, it was good to see you, man. Good to talk to you. Um, uh, and, uh, I am out of here. Jeff, to knowledge, host of the MCU's Pretty Ed. Out. Uh, really, y'all don't know this, y'all in danger, I'm a threat I'm a threat, but with your life, cause you know that it's a threat You know I